All right, so, Darren, I I'm, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? I remember growing up in Mesa and being in the music scene and, like, seeing a lot of, like, flyers or, like, events where the Gin Blossoms were playing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that they were the local hometown heroes. They, they absolutely were. They are from Tempe, Arizona. Yeah. And um, I think maybe even went to ASU or something like that. But I, they definitely played in all those bars on Mill Avenue. Yeah. That's what I remember seeing like when I was in high school and stuff like that. I guess by the time I was in high school, they were no longer playing in bars. They were playing in like the bigger, you know. Like arenas. And, stuff. and yeah. arenas. I think, and I think by the time you and I, at least by the time I was in college and you were in college, they were probably still, you know, big enough um, to at least play large venues. Yeah, well, I saw them. I actually, they played at the state fair or something like that. <laughs> like when you, and I went and All saw right. them. They were like, oh yeah, Gin Blossoms are playing. And there was like, it was like massive. And there were probably, you know... I don't know, six or seven hundred people, but because it was so big, it just like you could just like walk right to the front. Yeah. And it was cool. They were cool. They were older than you would imagine, because this was probably like 2003 or something like that, but. So today we're talking about Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms, hence why we're talking about the Gin Blossoms. <laughs> um, but this is part of our, the early 90s uh, group of songs that we're going through. And uh, if you haven't heard all of those episodes, feel free to jump back and you can check those out. But this will be the last song of the early 90s. Of the early 90s. This is 92. Yeah, so this is like, we are... You know, grunge is at its peak, um, or definitely trending up into be in the most popular point of its era. So you're starting to get some of these more, uh, you get more of these bands coming up that are kind of grungy, um, but also have a slightly different sound because they're not coming out of Seattle, right? And they're 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 incorporating sort of grungy and punk elements into like. Here it's like you know jangle pop bar band kind of music. Yeah, this is like I would I would even argue this is like what I would consider power pop. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy that. This song especially. You know, we're gonna see um, as we move forward. There's gonna be a transition into different stuff, but I think this is one of the songs that truly captures what you know the early '90s pop radio rock and roll looked like hey jealousy is such a quintessential song i feel like you still hear it to this day and i think it's still sort of beloved to this day right unlike a lot of the other songs that we're going to be talking about this one is still kind of has a lot of i think that people really sort of connect with this song still yeah and we i mean one of the particular things is uh i remember our good friend friend of the pod uh jeff flynn like almost exclusively sings "Hey Jealousy" at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> like he you loves know that this Jeff song. Lynn likes he likes like four albums, right? Like he's yeah, <laughs> he has four <laughs> albums that he loves. Um, I mean he's I a man. He's a man of consistency. He he is. It's great. Like he is to 
rock and roll what Bernie Sanders is to social <laughs> programs. Just yeah, just unwavering dedication to the <laughs> to the three or four things that he loves. Yeah, and you can never fault. I would never fault somebody <laughs> for that. Um, no. I might fault them a little bit for that on music, considering how much uh, music is available. But hey, whatever. You know, you live your life, um, and if you need to know what songs are out there and whether you should like them or not, that's why you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> All right, so should we uh, should we jump in? Let's dive in. Yeah, right. I mean, I think people know the song; they love it. They, yeah. they you know, they want to they want to hear our takes, our hot takes. It's like, hey, jealousy. Yeah, it's such a good song. Yeah. Um, but all right, so tell me, do you think it'll be all right if I could just crash here tonight? You can see I'm in no shape for driving, and anyway, I got no place to go. So he's sort of guilt tripping this girl, right? Like. Like, hey, can I just stay with you? Look, I'm too drunk. You wouldn't want me driving. Like, this is right out of the, like, creepy dude playbook. Yes. Right? Like, yes. This is, oh, hey, you know, can't really, uh, can't go home. Sorry. Yeah. And Gotta for, stay here. And for our younger listeners, um, Uber wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> right. And also, calling a cab took, like, two hours. <laughs> like. Yeah. You might as well stay the night at that point. Yeah, at that point, you're going to have sobered up, and you could probably drive home. Um, I mean, I will say for this song, is like, so we're in a very specific setting. Like, you know, he's set it up. He's like, he's talking to somebody that, like, hey, would it be all right if I stay here tonight? Um, but then, you know, guilting that, uh, well, I got no place to go, and I'm not really, you know, I'm in no shape yeah, to he's drive. Yeah, sort of, he sort of foreshadows with the I got no place to go kind of thing, right? Like... I'm actually also, by the way, a giant loser. Like, yes. I have no... I am staying with you for the free shelter. Yes. And I think we get a little more information here of, and you know it might not be that bad. <laughs> you were the best I've ever had. So this is somebody he's already been in a relationship with. Right. Right. Um, also, I like that he just immediately drops the pretense of, like, Oh, hey, I can't really go anywhere. Like, I'm too drunk. And it's like, no, we're also, by the way, like, we're definitely going to have sex tonight. <laughs> and and then the ringing endorsement of, it might not be that bad. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is a very confident man. <laughs> it might not be. Hey, I will say that. At least he's honest. He's like, he's yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, you know, you're the best that I've ever had. I don't know if you could say the same about me, but hey, it might not be that bad, right? Come on. Yeah. I like that. I, I also like the implication that, that her performance has some bearing on her satisfaction right right <laughs> you look you you're good at sex in my opinion therefore you know it might not be that bad might not be that bad might not be that bad at least you know you know at least for him you know right <laughs> like yeah. the... solid c plus you know <laughs> he's like i will he's like i will give you solid b minus effort you know you will get c plus sex out of it yeah um, if I, no, okay. You were the best I ever had. If I hadn't blown the whole thing years ago and here's our ringing, you know, uh, constant refrain from the nineties, I might not be alone. I might not be alone. Sad boy time. Yeah. These are sad, real sad boy hours. So the other thing that, because it's an X, right? Obviously he says, you know, if I can crash here tonight. So they're at her house. Right, I mean, you know, I'm assuming. 
Yes. They're at the ex's house. And that's an interesting, like, did he just show up on her door? Like, you know, like, knock on the door and like, hey, what's up? Can I stay here? (laughs) Or was it like, were they hanging? Like, what was going on before this? You know? Yeah, we want to know. Like, what was happening? I like that, uh... That this entire chorus is really like, okay, I've got no place to go. I'm in no shape to drive. And you know what? If I hadn't screwed up, I might not be alone. We'd still be together. Like, he's just guilt-tripping the shit out of her. Yeah. Well, he's guilt- Like, it's almost like he's guilt-tripping himself, right? A little (laughs) bit of that, too. Like, ah, I really fucked this up, right? At least he's he's blaming himself and not her, right? Mm -hmm. At least he's not saying, like- Wow, you really fucked things up because and and now I'm alone. Right. Which yeah. is a which becomes more prominent theme as the 90s wear on, I feel like. Yes. But right now at least we're still in the self-pitying self-blame yes. era of of 90s shit rock. Yes, that's that's right. We are. Um so then we get into he's got plans. I think he, we're trying to we're yeah. trying to sell this, you know, trying to sell this romantic rendezvous um with you know beyond you know some solid c plus level sex he's like yep tomorrow we can drive around this town and let the cops chase us around which okay that you know so some sort of bonnie and clyde apparently she gets some uh joy out of that maybe yeah yeah this is a total bonnie and clyde thing right like it's well it's it, or like ferris bueller's day off or something where it's yeah. just we're just gonna we're gonna go around and cause trouble yeah and I think that everybody kind of likes the spirit of that, you know. You even if you know, even if you're you're a conscientious person who doesn't like getting into trouble, you like the idea of it. Yeah, you like the idea of being chased. So, but and then another solid refrain from '90s rock and roll is the past is gone, but something might be found to take its place. Hey, jealousy! The past is gone. The past is gone. Is you know, like I said. Every single one of these songs is going to have some version of that. Yeah. Also, the in fairness, I feel like the past is gone is doing a lot of work here. Yes. Right? Because it's like, oh, let's not dwell on how catastrophically I fucked up our relationship. You know? <laughs> past is gone. It's, uh, the past let's, is yesterday. It's, uh... let's, let's think of something else. Let's not worry about yeah. all the ways in which I'm a terrible asshole. And, you know, that's that's the thing is, I think uh, this comes from a time, you know, so this is the early 90s. You're not drunk dialing your ex when you're drunk at the bar. So I do think that he is potentially has showed up at her place I think in so. the middle of the night. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to assume that this is a pattern of like, he gets drunk, shows up at her place. And he's like, ah, don't worry about all those previous times where it went poorly. <laughs> Because yeah. you know what? Look, we the past might, is gone. <laughs> the past is gone. We might find something, int- which is you know could be true. I you know I do know people who had tumultuous relationships, and something changed for both of them, and yeah, they found something nice in the future. I've known right. also plenty more people where that's not the case. So <laughs> right, but the overwhelming majority in which that fails miserably. Exactly. I also like that the chorus is doing something where it's like. The chorus is this big, fun, anthemic thing, mm-hmm. right? So you could just sort of appreciate it on the surface level of let's create some memories to replace the sadness of the impossible yeah. past, right? But then there's also, like, because of the verse, there's, like, this 
sort of sinister undercurrent of like, I am desperate and I am, I'm alone and I'm in no shape for driving and I got nowhere to go. I'm quite literally directionless. We're going to drive around the town. We're not driving anywhere in particular because my whole life is just this smattering of directionless nonsense. Yeah. So I, I like the, uh, um, I do like the transition into the chorus of being far more anthemic and with a lot higher energy. I mean, this is yeah. still like that point in time in the 90s where a lot of songs have a lot of energy in them. And so they have to play more with dynamics and like how things are, are phrased and what have you. Yep. And so this is one of the songs that does a great job of that. Um, and they, that is something that like grunge did a lot of too. And so they're taking this where they're playing with the dynamics of the song and, um, you know, bringing up uh, a lot more energy and volume into the chorus. But the thing that I love so much about this next part is they're just, it is 100% dirtbag convincing of people uh, convincing this yeah, girl yeah and you this can is, it, it's so good <laughs> and you can trust me not to think and not to sleep around which by the way the two things that we know about him right is that he's overthinking this entire evening and he's like creating a fantasy world and also that he's trying to sleep around <laughs> right. right so he's like definitionally doing the opposite of what he's telling her that to trust or not to do exactly and then i love this next line if you don't expect too much of me, you might not be let down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the problem with the relationship was not that I was shitty. It's that you had expectations like, that I wouldn't be shitty. It's like, look. And, <laughs> and you need to temper those fuckers look, because your, I'm, your standards, it's your fault. Your standards yeah. are way too high, and that is your problem. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you're going to be alone forever, if you keep thinking that uh, you have, you know, this this reminds me of that. Like, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Mad TV, but they had this like uh, this, uh, you know, it was like this. I know exactly what you're the, gonna say. The yeah. video, the video dating service lowered was, expectations. Lowered, ex- <laughs> lowered expectations. And it's just these like horrible losers. Yeah, and it's like that's what this guy is. He's like, look, it's like, look, babe, just, just. Come on, just just settle for a fuck boy, and then... yeah, like look, I'm shitty. I'm not gonna change. Like I'm I'm always gonna be like this. Your problem, you expect me to be a decent, reasonable person, <laughs> and that's and you know what? Like we're both flawed people. You know why don't we just meet somewhere in the middle? Which I think is a fair argument. Yeah, I, and I think that he's obviously right. This is very tongue in cheek. He's very like you know look. <laughs> If you don't expect too much of me, you might not be let down. That's a, like, it's a sort of classic country style lyric, yes. I feel like. They have a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of right? like turn of phrase of like, don't expect too much. And yeah, it's, I think it's, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like they have this song called, have you heard the song Cheatin'? Yes. Where he says, you can't call it Cheatin' because she reminds me of you. Yes. Right? Like that's the most country <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's classically like, it's classically Gin Blossom's, um, you know, sort of rationalizing their own terrible behavior. Yes, yes. And that's, I mean, that's what we're going to find a lot. And I think you see a lot of that just consistently in rock and roll and country music and stuff like that. It's like rationalizing poor behavior. Right. But I will say with the Gin Blossoms, it feels like they're doing it sort of playfully, right? Like they're they're kind of, they're in on the joke of doing it. Yes, yeah. Whereas, you know, with other, with, with 
other bands, you you often wonder if they just if they know that they're rationalizing the behavior. Yeah, are they being are they taking themselves way too seriously and therefore it's like no you're just a bad person <laughs> like yeah whereas with the gin yeah i agree with the gin blossoms you might have this situation of like hey i'm just you know you're being self-deprecating it's a good yes. you know which i mean you know so i will say this counterpoint counterpoint mm-hmm. to this being a positive thing you know <laughs> self-deprecating type of humor can uh you know potentially ingratiate some amount of trust with the the other party and so if oh, he's yeah. like trying to convince this woman like oh, why don't you let me stay here and sleep with you tonight you know because you know if you if you don't expect too much from me you might not be let down there's like oh that's uh, that's kind of funny but like yeah oh yeah this is definitely like charming sociopath shit yeah right like he's, he's <laughs> clearly manipulating this person yeah so i'm gonna say what you will but then uh now here comes the professions of love. Because yeah. all I really want is to be with you, feeling like I matter too. We'll get back to that. If yep. I hadn't blown the whole thing years ago, I might be here with you. Which is funny because he is here with her. Yeah. Right? But just not in the way that he wants it to be. Exactly. So yeah. the, 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 the the future hits you, but it doesn't always hit you where you think it's gonna. Exactly. You know? it's, it, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. I mean, the whole feeling like I matter too. Again, this is driving this kind of Gen X, like yep. loneliness feeling of atomization that we keep seeing crop up. Um, that you know your life doesn't matter, or that you don't matter to anybody or anything. Right, and like also like it, my life is meaningless unless I get the thing that I want, which is in this case, you know, being with the other person. Right. Which is, you know, you really don't, that's not a healthy way to right. to conduct your romantic relations. If all you really want is to be with her, your actions speak louder than your words, and you would just, like, not be fucking this up constantly. Right. But, you know, I think that there's probably some pathological stuff going yeah. on there. Well, you probably, if you really wanted to be with her, I can't imagine showing up drunk in the middle of the night. I'm gonna guess right. that this was a pattern... <laughs> that he was well doing. yeah yeah and it's you know and maybe in, it's interesting because it's not all i really want is for you to be happy or i care about you and i want to make sure that i'm doing what's best for you it's always i want to be with you i don't like you don't have a say in this right like you <laughs> your preferences as my as the object of my affections are irrelevant to me as long as i get to to be in a relationship with you, I don't care about the rest of it. Exactly. Which is exactly the opposite of what a relationship should look like. Right. Then we're um, back into the chorus. This is a, you know, I forgot this is such a short song. When it we, is a really when, short song. When we got back, when we went back to revisit this. But it's such a song that, like, sits around on the radio, or at least on, like, I hear it in bars all the time. Yeah. You know, so, again, back tomorrow, we can drive around this town. Yeah, and I, th- I don't think anything changes oh, in the it. second chorus. Yeah, no, and he does the, uh, you know, he does the trust me not to, to sleep around thing again, and then, uh, you know, do you don't, if you don't expect too much of me, you might not be let down. Yeah. And then there's just some, like, is there, like, some sort of, like, solo? Yeah, you know? there's, there, like there, a, there's, there's some guitar noodling, as they like yeah, to say. there's some definite noodling, <laughs> and then it. It takes us out. Yeah, we get some vamping and we're and we're out. It's all you need, really. I mean, this is such. You know? I mean, I guess like here's the fun part about this. This is definitely where you can see that kind of you know punk rock kind of 
elements, at least in the structuring of the lyrics and what have you. It's like a really short, not yeah. a whole lot to the lyrics. You rely on the catchiness of the repetition of stuff. Yep. So like repeating the chorus after the Making band. sure people are able to sing along, right? I think the chorus actually happens three times yes. because there's the first verse chorus, second verse chorus, solo chorus. Yes. And so it's like, it's nice and it's catchy. It's uh, like, I think the melody is very simple, but in a, and not in a bad way, just in a way that it's, like, it's meant to be sung along to. Yep. And you know, when you're at, at the state fair in 2003 in Tempe, Arizona, <laughs> there's, there's really nothing like getting a, you know, an overpriced beer and just going insane. Uh, to hate jealousy. These fuckers. Yeah. yeah. And of course they're going to play it, you know, they're, you, they're well, they have play to, it. they have to play it. That's the, I mean, this, this is the whole thing of, uh, there was, I forget which band it was, but there's this story of like some, some, uh, some band was playing and like they hadn't played their biggest hit. And when the crowd kept chanting for them to play that hit, they like basically told the crowd to fuck off. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, I mean, I get that if, like, you take yourself way too seriously as an artist. There's like, I'm not going to play. I'm not your monkey. I'm up here to create yeah. art and what have you. And I think there's a happy middle ground between, like, you know, actually creating art that you believe in. But then if you're performing it for people, like, if you've got a hit, you got to play it. At least I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it depends on, right, Here, here's... What I would say is if you know that everybody is coming because they know your one hit song and they want to hear you play your one hit song, then you probably you probably should play that song because otherwise you're just you're taking money from people. Right. It's it's fraud on some level. Yeah. You're you know, you're you're if, if you know that everybody wants to play that song, wants you to play that song and you just decide to play you know, your, your weird deep cuts <laughs> kind of being a dick. Yeah. But at the same time, no one is obligated to play everything in their catalog. Right. Like, no, like there's no, there's I, nothing that's like obligating these people like, okay, well I have to play this song and this song and this song because these are the three that are the most popular or whatever. I would agree with that, but let's be honest. It's the gin blossoms. What exactly are they best known for aside from Hey Jealousy? Okay, well, so so this is a good this is a good uh, segue. Obviously, Hey Jealousy is probably their biggest song, but they had other hits, such as other song uh, Follow You Down. Okay, uh, Found Out About You. Um, I, don't, I don't remember that one at all. Found Out About You. Oh, that's what that that was. Oh, that's yep. right. That is them. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, maybe some others. I don't know. I feel like, but. I feel like those were all. I guess "Follow You Down" was off of a different album. No, they were all on the same album. Were they all? On? They, <laughs> yeah, they were. They did. They had two albums. So this, all of these songs were off of the album "New Miserable Experience," and they had another album. It was actually not bad, but it didn't really produce any hits. I forget the name of it. Congratulations, album. I'm sorry. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember any of those songs. Yeah, it's like "Found Out About You" and "Hey Jealousy." Those are the ones that I remember. For sure. Yeah. Like, and Follow You Down was another big one. Yeah, so they had three hit songs. For oh, sure. Oh, what about Till I Hear It From You? That was another big one. Oh, yeah. Was that on? Was that was on the Empire Records soundtrack. Oh, that's right. Empire Records. Oh, man. We should do a stream of Empire Records, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down with that. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. Oh, God. I think I was still a teenager when I saw that shit. Yeah. But so that brings us to... 
the real question, Darren. Yep. Gin Blossoms, Hey Jealousy, does it slap? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I hear this song on the radio, I get fucking excited, and I sing along. Fuck yeah. And if you don't, you're you're weird to me, right? Yeah, I would, 100%. That is, this is one of those songs that unequivocally slaps. Like, it just, like, I... It's also one of those songs that I think they did a great job of making it timeless. Like, there's some things, some elements of the song that kind of date it a little bit. But for the yeah. most part, like, it sounds as fresh today as it, you know, almost as fresh today as it did when it came out. Like, it's just, yeah. they did such a great job with the production and all the tones they chose. You know, they didn't go too extreme in one direction or the other, and they produced a, a kick-ass song that you can rock out to in your car or at the bar or at your local state fair if they show up. Yep. <laughs> or at karaoke if you're ever with Jeff Flynn. Because <laughs> you know he will sing it. <laughs> <laughs> next episode of our Cool Guy Rock series continues with Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. You can find Does It Slap on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, shit, just about everywhere. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. The reviews will help other people find the podcast. In your review, feel free to tell us what song you want us to give the slap treatment. Who knows? We might just add your favorite song to the slap canon. Follow us on Twitter at Does It Slap Pod. Our theme music is provided by the patron saints of slap, New Junk City. Find a link to their band camp down in the episode description. Our cover art is done by Jeremy Hammond. Find him on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Boom, and we're out.